Rooster Tail Talk, a podcast dedicated to everything related to the sport we all love, hydroplane racing. I'm your host, David Newton, and it's time once again, so sit back, relax, and welcome to Rooster Tail Talk. Hello, listeners. This is episode 68. We've taken a few weeks off. I know I said before, things have been kind of hectic around here, but... H1 Racing is upon us. We're only a few weeks away from the first race of the 2021 season. And I thought a great way to get back into the into the swing of things here at the podcast was to go a little bit deeper into that first race that we're going to see in, in a couple weeks. Now, I'm not going to do a preview on this episode. Next week, we're going to talk about the boats that will be there for the first race. We're going to do some predictions, confirm and deny some rumors. But this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of H1 Unlimited Racing in Gunnersville, Alabama. Now, there's some deep history with hydroplane racing in Gunnersville. Some of us may not be aware of that history. So let's go through a brief rundown of the great things for hydroplane racing in Gunnersville. Well, it all started back in 1939, actually, as the Gunnersville Dam was completed, creating the newly formed Lake Gunnersville. The lake became an instant tourist destination and later on attracted outboard racing, which eventually turned to unlimited hydroplane racing. Now, some teams came out there to test in the 50s and 60s. I know a lot of the gale boats went down there, and Miss US went down there a lot. You can see some videos online and YouTube. Some other various teams went down there. And a lot of teams actually went there to do some speed runs. In 1962, Roy Doobie and the Miss U.S. broke the measured mile straightaway record, averaging two trips in the measured mile at 200.419 miles per hour. There is some video of that out on the web. I would say go, go look that up. It's pretty impressive to see, to see that round bow going over 200 miles an hour on that measured mile. Well, Unlimited Hatchplanes had to race there, and they started the Dixie Cup in 1964 in Gunnersville. The race in 1964 drew 13 boats for the inaugural race of the 64 season. The win went to Bill Muncy in the Notre Dame. They came back in 1965 again for the Dixie Cup. This time they brought 12 boats with them, and they had a surprising winner. Let's listen in to the local Seattle news station, King 5, as they relay the race results back from 1965 on race day. Anyway, in uh, Guntersville, Alabama, the most unlikely name of Dixie Cup was selected for the name of this particular race. It's the first race of the season, or is this the second? Dix, uh, when's the Diamond Cup then? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks, all right. Mariner 2 is uh, in first place as far as points go. The last heat is underway. Mariner 2 is 800 points. With 700 points, U.S. 5 is racing. Madison has 600. Tahoe misses 525. Gale's Rooster Tail has 450. And Notre Dame is racing with 400 points. She conked out because of a bad fuel system in heat two ways. So they threw her in there with uh, 400 points. And as Mark pointed out to me, she couldn't win unless everybody else conked out. And in hydroplane racing, that's highly likely or highly possible, let's put it that way. 
In any case, the last heat is underway, and we'll have the exclusive report first on the air here on King as to who the winner is down there in Guntersville, Alabama, in the Dixie Cup. Nearly half a million children under the age of 12 take care of themselves while their mother has 700 points. Madison has 600 points. She's running. Tahoe Miss is running with 525 points. Gail's Rooster Tail is 450 in the final heat. Notre Dame has 400 points, and they are all running. We'll have the word for you as soon as we receive it exclusively here on Radio King, uh, at least for uh, a short length of time. It will be exclusive. And uh, the race should be over not too long from now. So stay tuned to the Mighty 1090 for those results. Dixie Cup hydroplane race at Guntersville, Alabama. And first, we'll give it to you in, uh, on the basis of points. The winner was Miss Madison with 1,000 points. In second place was Mariner 2 with 927 points. In third spot was Miss US 5 with uh, a total of 925 points. In fourth place, in the overall final running, is Gail's Rooster Tail. She came up with 750 points. And in fifth spot is Notre Dame with a total of 569 points. In the last heat of the Dixie Cup, Miss US 5, Miss, or shall we say Tahoe Miss, and Notre Dame all jumped the gun. So uh, they had to make another complete run around to make an extra lap for jumping the gun. So, here are the speeds in the last heat. The last heat was won by Miss Madison, who was the final overall winner, by the way. And her time was, one or her speed, shall we say, was 100.111 miles per hour. In second place in the last heat was Gail's Rooster Tail at 95.727 miles per hour. In third place in the last heat was Miss US 5 with 89.064 miles per hour. In fourth place, Notre Dame ran a speed of 85.199, I beg your pardon, 119 miles per hour. And in fifth spot is Mariner 2, who ran 82.430 miles per hour. Tahoe Miss did not finish the last heat. Once again, the winners in the Dixie Cup Regatta at Guntersville, Alabama, the hydroplane race. Miss Madison, number one. Number two was Mariner, two. Number three was U.S. five. Number four was Gale's Rooster Tail. And number five was Notre Dame. And that's it for now from the King Sports Line. The time is 21 minutes before six. That was a big win for Buddy Byers in Miss Madison Racing. Miss Madison would repeat again, but it would take a few years. And I'll get, I'll get back to that later on. But they took a few years off, and the Olympics didn't return again until 1968. In 68, Colonel Warner Gardner won driving the Eagle Electric, which would be his third-to-last victory in his career. He later picked up wins at the Atomic Cup in Tri-Cities and the President's Cup in Washington, D.C., before losing his life racing for the Gold Cup in Detroit late that summer. In 1969, Bill Sterrett had an impressive victory over the nine-boat field, he beat Dean Chenoweth with a mere special with an average time in the final heat 
of over 101.599 miles per hour. Like many other race courses around the nation, Unlimiteds didn't return for a number of years. It would take actually almost half of a century for Unlimiteds to return to Lake Gunnersville. For many, it was a dream for the boats to return to Gunnersville, Alabama. In 2013, Katie Norton became the new Marshall County Convention and Bureau President. As soon as she took over responsibilities, she was asked about the hydros. When was she going to bring racing back? Katie reported to, to us in an interview that it wasn't just one or two people that asked her. She heard it from a lot of different people in a lot of different places over and over again. Well, thanks to her efforts and many others in the area and many in each one, that dream became a reality five years later in 2018. Now, if you want to hear more about Katie's story, her background in the area and what it took for her to get racing back to Gunnersville, I would suggest going back to listening to episode 38 from last summer. We had a chance to sit down and talk with Katie Norton and she explained the ins and outs of races in Gunnersville. And I'll, I'll make sure I put a link to that episode in the description for this episode. Anyways, in 2018, H1 returned to Gunnersville. There's some fast water there and there was some great racing in 2018. The race in 2018 drew seven boats. The boats that entered were Andrew Tate in the U9 Delta Rail Track, Jimmy Shane in the U1 Miss Home Street, Tom Thompson in the U11 Reliable Diamond Tool, Brian Perkins in U21 DarylStrong.com, Cal Phipps was a local boat for that race uh, in the U27 Chase Building Group, Aaron Salmon was in the U99.9 Carstar Presents Miss Rock, and Dustin Eccles in the U440 Bucket List Racing. Now this was probably the closest race in that final heat that we had in 2018 for H1, and it might have been arguably for many years. It was a deck-to-deck -deck race between Jimmy Shane and Andrew Tate. They were deck-to-deck -deck for many laps, many lead changes, but at the end, Andrew Tate just edged out Jimmy Shane to take the impressive victory with an overall speed of 152.004 miles per hour. And by the way, the average speed 50 years prior at the last race in Gunnersville from Bill Sterrett and the Miss Budweiser was around 101. So 50 years later, brought over 50 more miles per hour uh, average time in that final heat. It was an exciting race. I watched it live from, from home. Wish I could have been there. And this is a great venue. I hope many of you fans can go out there to watch races out there this year. But let's listen in on Mark Allen and how excited he was when calling the finish from the 2018 Southern Cup. The corner. Tate seems to have it. Tate opens up about three or four boat legs on him. This upper corner is going to determine the final winner of the Southern Cup here on Lake Gunnersville. It is Andrew Tate out by about four or five boat legs. Shane's got to have a good corner up here. Inside lane's got to pay some dividends, right? Look at Shane pull up with him. They're going to come off about a boat length or two between the two. Here is the race for the 2018 Southern Cup. It is Andrew Tate, and here comes Jimmy. This is really close. It is going to be Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Oh, my goodness. Holy smoke! 
over 60 years. That is right there with the very best of them. Oh, my goodness. That was something special. I don't even have to see the boats on the water. I just got chills from hearing Mark Allen's call of that race. Well, 2018 drew six boats this time. The field was a little bit different. It was made up of Jimmy Shane and the U6 Miss Home Street. J. Michael Kelly with the Graham Trucking U12 made their first appearance out east. Burt Henderson and the U7 Spirit of Detroit. Dustin Eccles and the U440 Bucket List Racing. Corey Peabody, U98 Graham Trucking 2. And Tom Thompson in the U11 J&Ds. Now, there were some names missing from that list from 2018. The defending champion, Andrew Tate, in the U9 Delta Rail Track didn't make it to Alabama. They waited, and they made their attempt at the Gold Cup a few weeks later. Brian Perkins, the U21, DarylStrong.com, didn't make it either. They staved their equipment for out west. And Cal Phipps, in the U27, Wiggins Racing, didn't make the trip either because their boat was destroyed the summer prior in Seattle um, from a, a pretty gnarly flip in the final heat at Seafair. Uh, their, their team is still trying to rebuild the boat from that wreck, and hopefully we'll see them out on the water again sometime soon. There were a few notable events that actually occurred before the race happened. This happened in testing and in qualifying. One was Patrick Hayworth, a really great and tremendous racer uh, from up in Canada, uh, who's going to make some uh, some pretty big wakes in H1 once he, he gets his ride underway. He got to test a few laps with some impressive lap times. I believe they were over 150 miles an hour in the U7. The bucket list racing, they actually qualified at 150.082 miles per hour. Now, you might think that's not as impressive of a, of a time, but for, for that team, that's going fast. It's a smaller boat. They're running a T53 engine, and that was the first time any hydroplane powered with the Lycoming T53 engine ran a lap of over 150 miles an hour. Super impressive. A fun way to start the year off for that team. And Jimmy Shane beat the previous year's qualifying record with a new Miss Home Street at a speed of 162.422 miles per hour. Cooking fast. That's a fast race course. Um, which brings this super fast racing. But 2019 wasn't as close as the previous year. The defending champ wasn't back. Jamie Shane kind of cruised to an easy victory over J. Michael Kelly in the Graham Trucking. He was able to win on the outside with a lot of speed. So Jimmy Shane had the advantage. U7 came with an impressive podium finish in third place with Burt Henderson. And if you want to rewatch the 2018 or 2019 races in entirety, I would encourage you to do so before the first race in a couple weeks. They're on the H1 channel on YouTube. Just type in H1 Unlimited and you'll find their channel. Uh, they have all the heat racing from 2018, 2019, and they have some fun race rewinds, which has included radio footage from the different teams uh, with the crew chiefs talking to the drivers. It's pretty fun to watch. I highly recommend it. So obviously last year in 2020, there was no races. It was canceled due to COVID precautions and restrictions. I know Katie Norton and the team over there in Gunnersville tried really hard to make the race a reality last year, but their hands were tied with all the restrictions and precautions going on with COVID. But they're ready for this year. Their race is in just a couple weeks. I don't know about you, 
I'm excited for it. But who do you think is going to win? Who do you think has the advantage over Gunnersville? There's some different teams going to be heading over there with some new equipment, some reworked equipment. Teams have had a lot of time in the offseason to really expand their operations and hone down on, on their holes and their equipment. So I'm expecting some great things, and I want to talk about that next week. Next week, make sure you come back and join us for a little preview of the season opener in Gunnersville, Alabama. I'll make some race predictions, talk through the competition, and we'll review what to expect as H1 races for the first time in two years. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our episode. Make sure you come back next week to listen to our next episode. We release new episodes every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player, as well as rate and review your experience. For more updates on Hydro News, check us out on social media. We're on the major players, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rooster Talk is also online with our website, www.roostertailtalk.com. On the website, you can sign up for an email subscription list to get notifications on upcoming episodes, Hydro News, podcast updates, and much, much more. Finally, this is a free podcast to all of our listeners. And if you're really enjoying your experience and want to help us to continue to grow and expand, please donate. You can find a link to donate through PayPal on our website through the support tab. So until next time, I hope to see you at the races.